Hi there. Welcome to Reclaim You, a podcast published by the Reclaim Therapy team. Join us as we share stories, tools, and insights on how to reclaim you in the wake of trauma, disordered eating, and body shame. Grab your coffee, tea, or your favorite snack and get cozy because we're about to dive in. Welcome back to Reclaim You. Casey is back today. Hello. Hey. Today is Friday. We're recording on a Friday. So happy Friday to Casey. Woo. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. How are you doing this Friday afternoon? It's been a long week. It has. Oh, I'm tired. How are you? I'm feeling a little tired myself. I um I had a week of solo parenting. So oh. on day five and my husband comes back tonight. So yay. Yeah. Very exciting. Yes. Yes. So I am tired too. But yeah. We were just mm-hmm. talking about like imperfection and how it's okay to be imperfect. Yes. Even in those times where, you know, we might have obligations and we have things that we need to do right something like this we're like recording we show up for each other in an imperfect way right the weeks are long you get caught up in the hustle you get caught up in the bustle and the pressure and the performing and i think part of this whole like reclaiming you process is acknowledging like oh here i am I'm caught up in the shoulds. Mm. I'm caught up in the go, 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 perform, 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 be perfect, be on all the time. And like taking a step back and saying, wow, I have some options here. Yeah. Which Friday afternoon is a really good time to have some space to figure that out. Yes. Right? <laughs> oh, when no one's needing me anymore, when, mm. you know, the phone stops ringing, when, you know, I leave the office or I leave my office room, like I become myself or you have the option to become yourself again. Yeah. And like what supports you to do that, to become yourself, yes. the touch back into yeah. yourself, which we all know is tricky. Oh, right. Yeah. We all know that's tricky. I think something that is very important to me and it became a routine for me when I got into hospice work was that I took a shower Uh, right when I got home, like where there's a will, there's a way I will get in that shower if it is life or death. And that is what I've done every single day for years. And to the point where everybody knows, don't bother me. I'm showering. And it feels so good. I love that. Like so good. Me time. Get the the funk off from the day. Get the a time to just listen to the shower. Like yeah, just the water, right? Using your favorite like body wash, or if you haven't washed your hair in a couple of days, because that's me scrubbing that scalp, right? Uh-huh. So a mix of self care, but also just like daily hygiene, right? It's like making it represent something that maybe you didn't allow it to or didn't see as a way to represent it before. Mm. Um, so that's one of mine. I love that. You have a favorite one of separating uh, as you end your professional world? You know, after seeing clients, 
I like to sometimes do a little bit of shaking, like shake some Mm. of the, the holding of overwhelm, the holding of hard things, of other people's suffering. I like to just kind of like clear my energy, leave it here in the room. You know, it's hard because it still kind of stays with you, right? Yes. It's not like we walk out the door and it's like, oh, the person I just saw is no longer on my mind, right? But how can you integrate you also into holding that suffering because we care so deeply about our people, love them, think about them, root for them on the weekends when we're not in contact, right? But I like to do some shaking of like, okay, a new part has to be in charge right now. Therapist part, not in charge anymore. Mom part on, right? So even just like little things, little things like that, I Mm -hmm. think can be supportive of just shifting and giving permission for something else to take up some space in my awareness. Even though sometimes it's hard and I think more about my clients than what's going on in the downstairs. I don't know. It's tough. Yeah. It's a, it's a different experience that I get to, to hear from, from your, from your life is, you know, being a mom and, and how your roles constantly are changing. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I don't have a role to fit into. Mm. Right. Like, yeah, I'm tempted to take care of my husband and take care of my animals and check in on my friends or my family and realizing that that's not what I have to do. It's what I choose to do because I can be the person who gets out of my office and starts running around like a chicken with her head cut off, trying to take care of everything that I miss today that somebody is, you know, missing from me. Right. Mm -hmm like allegedly expecting from you. Right. Yeah. Right. Expecting of me, right. Mm -hmm. That I have failed miserably by being in my office working and not doing all those things that don't really matter in the grand scheme of things. Right. Right. But I think, you know, whether it's the mom role or just being a caregiver in general, right. Like we care so much for people that Mm -hmm. that I think is one of the more challenging things for me to turn off Mm -hmm. is waiting and asking for someone to take care of me Uh is a hard thing. Yes. Or I just need to take care of myself. Mm. Both of those are challenging, right? Because like, what the hell does that even mean? Right. Taking care of yourself, right? And I think it's taken me a long time and I'm still really bad at it. Like, same. Like, really bad. Same. (laughs) Authenticity, everybody. Authenticity. Uh-huh. All right. It's, it's, it's rough real. out here sometimes. Sure is. But I think it's it's what is most helpful for me recently is having something particularly that I enjoy during each season. Hmm. So for the summer, gardening is my thing. So tending to it, being outside, I can care for something that really gives me something in return very quickly. And that's helpful in the fall because I'm a fall girly. Uh, I decorated yes. for Halloween last week. And like we all are. And I saw that you had and I'm like, yes, I love it. But the spooky lights and like the ambiance on the TV and a nice cup of coffee and like taking an hour to read. Like, that's what I enjoy doing. And then in the wintertime, it's baking. 
And then, you know, in the springtime, it's going outside on like walks or going to places I've never been. So, you know, for people out there who struggle with like hobbies or finding things to do, it's like trying something each season, right? And and having some flexibility there might be helpful. Um, I noticed that it's been helpful for me. Yeah. One thing you forgot to mention in the fall season is zombie babies. <gasps> zombie babies! <laughs> Okay, so everyone listening is probably like, what are they talking about? What are zombie babies? And <laughs> they are like, they're zombie babies. They're they're these little doll things at Spirit Halloween that are baby zombies. And my kids are obsessed with them, obsessed with them, carry them around, take care of them, bring them to every so store cute. we go to, swing with them, slide with them, the whole nine. So precious. I love it. I mean, if that doesn't give you serotonin, I don't know what does. I'll have to post a picture. <laughs> Please, like, keep posting these to your feed because it made my day the other day. I couldn't tell you. Oh, I mean, I did. I did reach out to you and tell you. Um, it was precious. And, you know, thinking about the the sensory things of mm-hmm. the season we're in, right? Fall. Yes. So, like nostalgic smells and colors um and food and drinks and activities and you know honoring those by i don't know like if you want to bake one i've made pumpkin apple muffins the other day because i wanted to put all the things right like all of the flavors and then like i don't know getting pumpkin spice creamer because it makes you happy you know, stuff mm-hmm. like that, like bringing things into your home that bring you a sense of peace or groundedness or joy mm-hmm. and using them. Are you a candle burner? I am a candle burner. Yes. Yes. That is that one. Every it night. Is. Yes. It's just like, it does something mm. to me. The scent, what it brings back, right? It's just like... I can breathe a little bit more easily. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so good. even food, cooking, mm. baking. There's so much there in terms of noticing what you need, how you need to care for yourself. Of course, feeding yourself is probably the most important way to ever take care of yourself, but it taps into such a sensory experience that can be so incredibly regulating and connecting and grounding, all of the things. Yes. I mean, I've, I've read, there's been a decent amount of studies actually in regards to like culinary exploration and mental health impact, which mm. I find incredibly fascinating because it wasn't something that I thought too much about for many years. I grew up in a family of a restaurant manager and a chef. And so I grew up around cooking constantly. And so it's just something I I remember sitting in a restaurant my mom worked at. I lost my first tooth there. And I used to sit at the bar and read Miss Piggle Wiggle. So it was kind of like very comforting for me to get back into the kitchen after, you know, being in college and, you know, not really having the energy to cook. So me and my husband do so much cooking and thinking about like 
things that you like, spices that tell your story, being able to share a meal with someone, or just doing something to make your life easier, you know, like cooking something to have it ahead of time or, Mm -hmm. you know, things like that. And and baking is a whole other beast, but has different benefits Mm -hmm. because baking is precise. So baking is a little less creative. I mean, if you're decorating and stuff, that's one thing. But being able to do something that is very precise and particular, I think can strengthen a big part of our brain that is being mindful of measurements and putting things together and following a list that I could see it as like a healthy form of dissociation at times, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then sometimes being mindful. So it could be like a double service right there in yeah. a way. Weaving in and out. In and out. Yeah. It's, and then it's you have direct, your favorite stuff. Precise, right? Like it's you follow the recipe, you do the thing, there's containment there. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like that also includes you don't have to make it from scratch either. Mm-hmm. Like doing a box mix is fine. Doing like, I don't know, like Snake. frozen meals where you like, or HelloFresh or those types of, you know, things that that is still cooking, that is still exploring with, with your hands and with your senses and realizing that there's a spectrum of cooking and a spectrum of baking and a spectrum of gardening and a spectrum of, you know, many different hobbies. Mm-hmm. And I think releasing yourself from the perfectionism of what these things have to look like, your self-care, your taking care of yourself, that you can get so wrapped up in it that you don't do anything. And then who's that helping? Right. Nobody. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I'm sure we've all done it once or twice or seven times. I don't know. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. Of course. And it's like, it's this interesting balance, right? Self-care. Of course, it's necessary. We all know this. And acknowledging like what you're needing to self-care about i don't know if that makes sense but you're you're lonely and you're feeling isolated right maybe the need is connection solid connection so being able to take care of yourself through that avenue and not just like going to take a bubble bath by yourself because maybe that's not gonna work you know right that's not hitting the need that's a really good point and i think you know it makes me think of a really quick a quick trick for people to try if they're struggling with that because society, social media, diet culture can tell us like what we need, right? You need to do this. And like, this is the thing to do. And like, it's not always, but it also means that you're getting to know yourself in that way. You're trusting your intuition. You're building that relationship with yourself, which you heard in all the other episodes is continually getting lost from all of these things that have impacted our lives. Yeah. I ask my clients to ask themselves three questions. How do you feel emotionally? How do you feel in your body? And what would feel good to take care of all of those? So it's very individualized. You might feel sad, but in your body, you feel mellow. So like maybe you just need to embody that sad and like watch a sad show and feel that. Feel right? it. Move with the feeling. With it. Embody it. Right. But there might be that you're sad and you feel, you know, like the urge to isolate. 
maybe that's an invitation to reach out to somebody mm-hmm. that maybe you need that connection. Yeah. Or, you know, there's multiple ways to look at that. You might just feel really freaking fantastic. Mm-hmm. And maybe you want to share that with somebody. Yeah. You want to pay it forward. So those three questions, write them down, put them in a notebook, put them in your phone. I think it's a I good it. thing to do a couple times a day, even. You know? Same again, in case it was missed. How am I feeling emotionally? Number one. Number two, how am I feeling in my body? Number three, what would feel good to take care of those two things? It can be something small. It could be something big. It can be something in between. Yeah. I think it's a reminder for both of us to ask ourselves those questions. That's the truth. That's the truth. Darn it. We got exposed into the weekend. Oh, just kidding. No, it's a good (laughs) reminder. And, you know, when maybe when self care isn't accessible, right? Thinking of Mm. myself. Not, not to make it all about me, but thinking no, about myself. make it about you. Sometimes all I want to do is go to Target. Yes. And walk the aisles by myself. Maybe engage in some impulsivity. Maybe I feel like yes. I'm going, I don't know, whatever. But I can't do that all the time, right? Like maybe I want to read a book that's not a therapy book. Maybe yeah. I want to, you know, have some alone time. And I, it's not accessible mm. on weeks like this week when I was, you know, solo parenting all week. Right. It just wasn't accessible. So that acknowledgement of like, my cup is getting very full. I'm not going to ignore that my cup is almost overflowing. <laughs> I'm going to address this in little, little ways throughout the week. So I don't overflow. Right. And now that the weekends is here and I have my husband's home. My priority is now like, okay, how can I take care of myself to best take care of myself first and then to take care of the people that I am, you know, responsible for and that I love and care about? Yes, that is something that's so important to touch on. And I'm glad you you shared that because there are, you know, thinking about some of this stuff, depending on what it is, right? Some of it is just regular hygiene, regular, Mm -hmm. like doing of life. And then some of it is extra, but recognizing that those two things can still feel like a luxury Mm -hmm. in some circumstances in your life. Mm -hmm. And that's really needs to be validated Mm -hmm. that if we are feeling really depressed, taking a shower every day might not be the self-care that you need. Mm -hmm. And it might not be the self-care that you can do. Right. If you don't have the resources to do certain things, I want to give a lot of compassion to that because it doesn't mean you're doing it wrong. It it actually means that you're honoring where you're at in your life mm. and being flexible and doing something that serves you. Yeah. And that's why this self-care, you know, that it's gotten so mainstream can bring a lot of shame to people because there is only these few ways to do it. Mm-hmm. When in reality, I tell my clients, if you're showering every other day and you're brushing your teeth once a week, like that's fantastic. You know, mm-hmm. you just have to be really kind to yourself. And, yeah. you know, I can't imagine even doing those little things of self-care this week if I was you. That sounds really hard, mm-hmm. you know, so think about how much strength it takes to do that, too. Yeah, that's a lot. That's so important. Self-care is still a luxury sometimes. to all the single parents out there. I just have to say that. Like you are 
Yes. Badass. Yes. Yes. Badass. You are badass. Badass. And if someone hasn't told you that, please know that wholeheartedly. We are your cheerleaders. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that, you know, the thing that I noticed the most for me is the difficulty in socializing as a, like a self-care or like, you know, I tend to look at it as an obligation as terrible as that sounds. Uh Right. Uh And am I not giving myself compassion in this moment? Maybe Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Maybe. catch myself. Maybe maybe you're also being like super authentic. And both exist. (laughs) Do you see we're all continuing to work on ourselves? I struggle with that a lot. I feel like, you know, all I want to do on the weekends is just be completely alone. Mm-hmm. And realizing, like, over time, I've explored what that is. And what I've noticed is that I still feel the pressure to be the person I am with clients, with right. the people that I care about, because I do care about them. Yeah. And so my brain has a really hard time shutting off that I can be, you know, continue to be authentic in this different role. And it doesn't have to be the same. Right. And that has been really healing for me. So I think for people who are noticing that they want to isolate a little bit more and it's, you know, not for like depression reasons or things like Mm -hmm. that, like thinking about like, what am I expecting of myself in this moment? And maybe I need to start entertaining, letting go of some of that really rigid belief. And now I have a little bit more fun socializing. Love that. Really? I think it, it is that, you know, Maybe not the glamorous self-care, right? That Instagram or TikTok. I'm not on TikTok, so I don't really know, right? All of these places share, but these like ways to like boring self-care, boring self-care, right? Things that are just going to bring you into a little bit closer zone of some sort of like ease or spaciousness feels just probably the most important. Sometimes you're going to be able to do the big stuff, right? And life is just lifey you're often maybe not going to be able to, despite wanting to, right? Intentions are always wonderful. And what are the little things that you can do? Little teeny tiny baby steps that are your like entry point in to some more spaciousness inside. And I feel like every podcast episode we do, we just, we come back to that, right? It's like how to take that little, well, because it's freaking important is what it is, right? We take this little nugget Mm. of what can I do, right? To be in touch with myself to have compassion for myself and not have these high expectations. And sometimes your self-care will be, I will go to bed as soon as everyone is taken care of. Right. Yep. And sometimes it's like on vacation mm-hmm. and whatever's in between yeah. is totally okay. And fine. Mm-hmm. As long as it feels good to you, I always ask my clients, does it feel good? Mm-hmm. Or is it something you feel like you should be doing? Be aware of that. If it feels good and it feels authentic, then that's right. That's correct. Mm-hmm. For you Trust and your, your body. Yes. Exactly. So we're we, going to do we, that this weekend. We are. We're going to reclaim that shit. We're going to reclaim it. We're going to come back to ourselves. We're going to be compassionate and we'll report back and see yeah. how it went. <laughs> Balls and all. You'll get yes. a report back. You will. It feels like an important mm. conversation. Self-care is so important, right? Acknowledging that you have needs, addressing them yes. in all these different ways, whether it's baking or 
going for walks or smelling a candle, meeting with a friend, choosing to be by yourself. You Taking get to do a nap. Yeah. I might do that tonight. That's good. <laughs> well, I hope you have a wonderful weekend with all of the extra help you're going to feel like you have tonight. Thank you. And just do something kind for you. Yes, I think I will. It might just be like playing with the zombie babies, but that's still fun. That sounds fantastic. I'll send you a picture. I I love it. Please do. Like, I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for it. It's going to be so good. All right, everyone. That's what we have for today. We hope that it was helpful or supportive. Authentic. We're rooting for you. Yeah, we're all in it. We're all doing it. Okay. We will be back next week with Abby for another episode. So we will talk to you then. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Reclaim You. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe and check us out on YouTube at Reclaim You. If you're looking to start therapy for trauma, disordered eating, or body image concerns, head over to our website at www.reclaimtherapy.org to learn more about us and our work. We'll be back next week with another episode. Until then, take good care of yourself. Mm